Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for CEO Exclusive, brought to you by Anona Enterprises. Good morning and welcome to CEO Exclusive, where we get emerging trends from CEOs and their most trusted advisors. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. Wow, it's been a really interesting week here in Atlanta. Um, for those of you listening, I hope everybody has gotten through all of the you know confusion and drama of this week um, with the minimal inconvenience and certainly um, with the with safe safely and um, certainly um, send our prayers and hopes out, out to the people in Florida and and Texas. On today's show, uh, I'm really excited to have the president and CEO of the Sandy Springs Chamber and. For those of you who don't know, we actually record our show in Sandy Springs, and I'm also delighted to have with us one of the members of his chamber. So we have Tom Mahaffey and Stacey Howell. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Stacey, tell us a little bit about Every Woman Works and and how the chamber is helping you grow your business. Wow, this is it's such a great opportunity to work with the Chamber. Every Woman Works is a nonprofit organization where our mission is to move women who have had traumatic experiences in their life from dependency to self-sufficiency. And these trauma experiences or traumatic experiences include domestic violence, substance abuse, homelessness, poverty, PTSD for our veterans. Our ultimate goal is to get these women empowered to know that their past doesn't define their future, that they are educated through HR facilitators and volunteers that we have that come in and get them resume coached, life coached, job coached, and then we find them employment. The chamber is a big piece of that. And actually, um, Tom's on our board and it helps to help define that employment in the Sandy Springs area, which is just wonderful because it's growing. It has so many corporate headquarters Mm -hmm. right here. So it's actually a great area for us to fulfill our mission. And Tom, I'm really interested to hear... First of all, thank you for being here. I know that you had a, a bit of a, a rough week. So tell us, how is Hurricane Irma affecting Sandy Springs? I'm very interested to hear that before well, we get into kind of other emerging trends. I mean, that's kind of the big thing this week. Well, thank you for allowing me to be here today, and I really enjoy this. Irma has been an impact on our city. We have had a lot of visitors, if you will, come in from the Florida area. And, and our hotels in the Sandy Springs area have been at capacity all this week. Mm which is a good thing. And fortunately, our hotels are, have discounted their prices for these folks and, and, and allowing them to come in. And with them being here, our city has done well in the restaurant industry. So there's a good economic impact, even though it's a bad situation, Sandy Springs has been able to work with these people. And so unfortunately, we have to um, endure the weather, if you will, but the Sandy Springs is helping quite a bit. Yeah, so. that falls squarely into the, the <laughs> bucket of things we can't control. And so what about the, you, we were talking before the show about the fact that Sandy Springs has the largest concentration of Fortune 500 companies of any municipality in the country, which I did not know. So how have those companies been affected by, by the weather? Well, these companies have been affected because they obviously, many of them have uh, operations in Florida. Mm. And so they've either had to move their employees up and find them 
homes, if you will, for a short period of time, or it's impact your business by just logistics. So, um, but they're weathering through it and they'll all come back and they have sent. And also a lot of these companies have sent volunteers to the area to assist not only their employees, but just other people. Mm. And so just to shift a little bit and talk about um, kind of broader trends, Tom, what are you seeing from your perspective that are trends that our CEO listeners, whether or not they're in Sandy Springs, Metro Atlanta, or even outside of the Atlanta Metro should be aware of and should be paying attention to? Well, first of all, Georgia, just Georgia overall, overall is a great location to locate. And we have a ton of people moving into this area, into Georgia. Secondly, the metro area is a just a great place to reside and raise a family. And then thirdly is Sandy Springs is one of the most desirable locations to either live and work and play. Mm-hmm. So the central perimeter market, which includes Dunwoody, Brookhaven, and Sandy Springs, is just a lot of opportunity. Our school system, public school system, private school systems are just tremendous here. So, Well, you're a great salesman for Sandy <laughs> Springs. I, I, I love it. So... As you look at some of the the um, the industries that are moving here, and and uh, what are the industries that you think are going to be the ones that we should be watching? Well, the ones we are watching and obviously moving here are the IT industry. We have a lot of cybersecurity. We have several companies that are uh, specialized in cybersecurity. As you know, that's a that's a problem now. So that's here. Healthcare. We have a tremendous healthcare population with our three major hospitals. We have over 25,000 employees on the campus every day, not to mention another five or 6,000 patients and visitors. And then the other one is financial uh, services. Payments. Payments, payments, uh, financial fintech type of companies. Mm. So a lot of the, uh, those are our three major industries. What about real estate? How do you think real estate's going to be doing? Real estate right now, from a commercial real estate, is we're just about at capacity right now. We have several buildings coming up, but right now we're probably, Sandy Springs as a whole is probably about 85% capacity, Mm. which is good. Great. And Stacey, from your perspective, what are some of the trends that you think our CEO listeners should be be paying attention to? Typically, our our listeners are going to be CEOs of mid-sized companies. And what do you think is important for them to be thinking about? From your perspective? Well, I'm, I'm going to kind of segue into what Tom was saying is, first of all, find a location that is going to bring you the resources that you need, that the education is good, um, that the people are there, and that the resources are full for the business industry itself. So all of the businesses that he mentioned, at least I know um, I can always get a job um, from the <laughs> IT world, cybersecurity, healthcare. So um, those are growing businesses and that's what makes Sandy Springs important. From a business perspective, um, it's the resources and the talent that you can recruit into your business. That's always an ongoing um, issue of growing and expanding a business. Um, I tend to focus on people development. And so taking them from point A to point B and growing my business, whether they are going to be part of my business long, long term or taking something with them what, during the season that they're with Every Woman Works. Mm. I find myself in a different place. I have 30 some years of corporate experience. Um, this area is great for that. 
um, the resources, the people that you meet, the networking in Atlanta. Um, and just Atlanta in general has such a historical foundation and civil rights and progressiveness and things like that. So it's a growing area. A traffic tells us that. Uh-huh. Um, but for business, it's um, also being around um, the support system and the networking and the partnerships. And that you have here when you have over 500 um, corporate headquarters or in one area. Mm. And as you think about the the growth of Every Woman Works, how are you how are you thinking about all of the different changes in Sandy Springs and in the industry? Um, and also just being able to compete for the attention of of potential donors and 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 sources of funding. Um, how how is that playing out for you? Um, it's great because there's a couple of things. One of the things that we haven't mentioned, and I spent my life and my work and why it makes this present for me at Every Woman Works as well as Sandy Springs is diversity. First, you come here and the diversity is so great. When you say here, you mean Atlanta or Sandy Springs? I, I, Sandy Springs and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And because we're a hub and we're part of Atlanta historically, Sandy Springs is Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. We're right here. We're right next to the downtown. We just have diversity. And diversity means you have women, you have all ethnicities. And that's kind of what you want to build in any organization, whether it's small or large. I spent my life even as a, an elected official bringing people together. And this is why I'm in this community because the people that I serve, they have no face of one dimension. They're multifaceted. They look like every one of us. Domestic violence doesn't have a face. And so um, for me, this area does bring that diversity, the partnerships with organizations. I'm building this business out going forward with a vocational piece. And that means I want my women to leave with skills, Microsoft certifications. Um, Call centers are big. When you talk about the tech companies here, call centers are huge in this area, in the perimeter area. And I want to have my women to be able to start jobs at the entry level in a call center. I started a sales career in inside sales. I moved up. I was number one worldwide rep for HP at one point. So I remember those days and now I'm running an organization. So there's a starting point for my women. And when it comes to funding, um, that also is foundations and it's corporate partnerships. They play a huge role. And so one of the things, the value that we bring to the corporations is a stronger um, impact in the women's workforce. And that's how I look at this. It's not just about, it's about the women I serve. It's about finding them jobs, but it's about impacting the women's workforce and bringing diversity, working from the inside up. And we'll bring that level of leadership because we're starting them. And these are women who have overcome. So they already have proven their strengths. Mm -hmm. How do you think your, this experience, what lessons do you think you've learned that would be helpful to our CEO listeners as they counter adversity and and try to face their whatever challenges they're facing in their business. So that goes with the question of what keeps me up at night. (laughs) And it is funding. And I wanted to get back to that because you asked about funding. So we value our relationships and it's a big piece of what we do, whether it's private donors or corporate donors and those relationships. So relationships are key. 
But then it's also internal and external relationships. Internally, it's about your staff. And one of the first things I had to do was build an organizational chart that had growth, allow my staff to feel like they could grow within the organization, even if we're small. And a lot of times our CEOs, when we get past middle um, management, we forget about our people. We're so focused on Wall Street. We're so focused on that bottom line. We forget about our people. But my belief is if I invest in my people, my people are loyal, our impact goes further, we're going to be more widespread because I can't do it by myself. Hmm. Great. Tom, as you think about lessons learned um, in building this chamber and, you know, making Sandy Springs one of the premier destinations for, for businesses in the Southeast. What, what lessons have you learned about building a business that our CEOs should, should, that you want to share with our CEOs? Probably just one word, relationships. And coming out of the banking environment, part of my job in the banking was to build relationships over for the long term. Same thing in, in the chamber business. The chamber is only nine years old. Our city is only 12 years old. It's been incorporated for only 12 years, so the chamber's nine. So I started seven years ago, and the thing was I had to go. I knocked on every door and had to build a relationship and get each company involved. And Are you the first CEO of the chamber? No, there was two before me. Okay. but I And so I've been here since uh, 2011. They didn't last long if it's... <laughs> 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 I'm not going doing to. the math. <laughs> they weren't as good at, with relationships. So, <laughs> so, and when they when they came on board, said Tom, our chamber is very small, and if you want to make money, you're going to go and bring in some sponsors and call on some business. And so we have, and our and our relationship with our businesses, business community, large and small, has just been terrific. Each one has jumped on, get involved in the community. They work with our nonprofit organizations. Every company has something different that they're looking for their employees. So there's a lot to go around. And so our, our companies have been very, very, very active in the chamber, in the community, building a community. Even though many of our companies headquartered here do not even do business in Sandy Springs, but they have 3,000, 4,000 employees. So their employees like to get involved and stay involved. So the biggest thing is just building relationships and, and allowing the businesses to trust the chamber and be their advocate, if you will, just move forward. And I like to unpack big wor- big words, you know, so relationships, you know, what does what does that really mean? You built the chamber from how big to how big? When well, you came and started, how big was it? And like how big is it? Big we had that? 191 members mm-hmm. in 2011. We're up to 655 right now. Okay. So the, the chamber is, let's say, five times bigger. Five than, times bigger, yes. That's, I mean, most people you know, listen to the show would be like, that's pretty impressive. If I could grow from 100 customers to 600 customers, I'd, you know, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, but there's still a lot more to go. Yeah. There's still a lot of growth. Yeah, you told me there were 8,000 in the in Sandy Springs. There's 8,000 business licenses issued in Sandy Springs. Mm-hmm. And so as you think about mapping that um, for the, the CEOs, like do you, what has been the, let's say the process that you've gone through to get basically five times more customers? We. The chamber has several networking events. The chamber has several initiatives, and we get involved with women. We have a women's business network. We have keynote speakers. And we'll have sixty-five to seventy women that will attend these events, and they network and they end up doing business together. Then we have a workforce education where we work with the schools. We have an uh, initiative right now where we do we'll call principal for a day. 
So we will ask our business leaders to go in and shadow a principal at one of our high schools, middle schools, elementary schools. Three years ago, we were looking at this and said, well, this is great that our business leaders get to go into the schools and see what's going on. How about the principals? They have never been inside of a business. That's fascinating. So what we do now, and for three years, we're getting ready to do it next week, we have CEO for a day where we take our principals, assistant principals, career counselors, bring them in, and then we take them to four different businesses throughout one day. So they actually get to meet the HR director, the CEO or president, uh, CIO individual. In other words, they, there's a lot of interaction. So the principals now get to see what is it the companies are looking for. We're teaching this, but they need this. And the biggest thing is the soft skills. Each company has said, you know, we can teach our product, our industry, but we cannot teach them how to communicate or be a team player. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. It's funny that came up last week on, on last week's show that the the soft skills are going to be what determines people's success even more so um, in the in the workforce of the future. And what I'm hearing that you did you've done is you've come up with some really good innovative programs that meet the needs of the businesses here in Sandy Springs. What's your approach to understanding what what people want? Well, we talk to each of our business. When I said a relationship, we actually have a relationship with these companies. And they will identify what their company needs, what they're, what, 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 what they're striving to do. So we build programs, initiatives, or committees, or, or, or um, fun events, if you will, around the businesses. Because the businesses need to communicate with each other. One, one more example. Um, we have so many Fortune 1000 companies headquartered in Sandy Springs. Each have a CEO. Many of the CEOs live in Sandy Springs, but they all have headquarters here. Most of these CEOs do not even know each other. Hmm. And so what the chamber has done is we have a Sandy Springs CEO council. So twice a year, we'll bring just the CEOs together for mix and mingle, just information sharing. And so they get to know each other. That's, again, part of building a community. So now they, the companies at the CEO level, are more involved in the city and will help us with the transportation issues or other uh, concerns. Yeah. So now I'm going to think of Sandy Springs as the CEO capital of the United States. There we go. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) I love it. I guess I'm in the right place. I love it. So am I. Yes. So, Stacey, let's go back to talking about funding. And I want to bring in this idea of, of meeting customers' needs. So when you think about going out to raise, raise funds, how do you match that as Tom is doing and create like a program and language to deepen that relationship and have the funding become not just, you know, we're going out to ask you for money to help us with our Every Woman Works, but now it actually meets a need and it, it's, you know, it's creating value for the companies that are funding you as well. That's exactly right. So um, did I let you finish your question? Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. okay, great. Um, it's, it's about being impactful. And it's also, I think you use the word value. It's about bringing value. So one of the things is it's not a job. My job is not five days a week, nine to five. It's seven days a week because it's attending these events. It's meeting other CEOs. It's forming those relationships. And um, part of that is, now what's the, we used to call it in sales with them. What's in it for me? Mm-hmm. The value. What is the impact? So again, I talk about bringing a labor force of women who have shown that they have 
had overcome challenges and um, have persevered. And then what we do is we build those soft skills back into them through our empowerment and our education so that they are ready when they go out to these corporations. So then what we're doing is we're bringing qualified women with job skills to the entry-level positions and some management. I'm now finding that I have women who have master's degrees and um um, for, you know, formal education beyond just a four-year college degree, but it's about reinvention. Sometimes a change in a relationship has caused um, a financial burden. They've kind of lost their way and they need a safe place to pivot. So I'm also finding engineers in my classes, master degreed women, and they just need to figure out, I used to do this, it didn't work out, but I I can't find my way. I'm divorced and um, I have children and I just need a place where I can hone in on what I do well, translate that information. And we help them do that with our relationships with the corporations. That then translates into funding Mm. because nonprofit is all about funding and volunteers as well. So once we have the conversation and the drive with that CEO to explain our mission it's hard to say no to trying to get women back on their feet. And we find that people want to help us. They want to be a part of Every Woman Works. Tom, did you want to say something? No. Okay. I thought I saw you raising your pen. As you think about reinvention, right, and, you know, pivoting, um, what are some of, the, and this is kind of just a general human question, but everybody has to do this at some point. How do people reinvent themselves? How does that happen? Because most people get into their lane and they stay in their lane forever. And then the Hurricane Irma comes, their house gets (laughs) flat. Exactly, exactly. And they have to to reinvent. How does somebody reinvent themselves? You know what? Um, First, it takes courage. And 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 I say you have to have the courage and you have to know... It's understanding the soft skills and understanding yourself. It's getting to know what you do well and that we are multifaceted. There are many things that we are purposed to do on this earth. And sometimes we land in a job that's not our purpose. And it it fits the, it pays the bills. It does what it needs to do. But um, we follow Steve Covey. We teach the seven habits of a highly effective, um, successful leader. We teach, um, I followed the eighth habit. And the eighth habit speaks to that intersection of your skills, your experience, and your passion. And when you find that, that's the equation that's going to equal success. And so um, throughout my life, I can give you an example. I was about empowerment. Even though I worked in sales and relationships at HP, IBM, IT World, and I was very successful, I was always trying to make a diverse company, sitting on diverse boards and school boards outside of work, which led to me running for office as an elected official. But it was still about giving people a voice that didn't have a voice. It was about empowerment. So I found that that was a passion of mine. So every woman works fit right into it. Sometimes you just fall in that path. But I think you have to be on a search for that which is your purpose. And that's what we teach our women. What is that gift that you have that no one else at the table has? Because it's unique to you. So then when it comes to um, that pivot, 
It's all about your gift. And you're going, the more you talk to people, the more you network, the more you're part of these social groups, the more you're going to find that niche that's important to you. And we actually help as, as life coaches and job coaches do help kind of bring that out of you. And it's a point where sometimes you have to pause and you have to go back and say, what is it that I've always wanted to do? And that not let fear stand in the way of that. And once they find that passion and that fire, if you will, they build the confidence in themselves. They feel so much better. They can almost do anything. That, that Tom, you're yeah. so right. That's exactly it. Hmm. I mean, but you say they, I, I mean, us, I, I think us. it's well, us. everybody. It's yeah. everyone. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I can speak to that because it's something I've done myself. And I've, I've watched people at the founder of our organization, Tilly, she had a conversation with me the other day. She's on to her third act. You know, every woman works for 14 years has been her skin. It has been her. It has been Miss Tilly, every woman works. But now she's on to who am I? Now that I've raised my children, now that I've, you know, had AT&T behind me, she said, now I've, every woman works is behind me. I've passed the torch. Who am I? And she's going out to do something else. You know, and I, I raised my children. Their life is so large. There's so much time to do so many things. After this, I want to write books. Yeah. And did I read in your, you have, that you have a combined family of seven children? I do. That's a I lot. <laughs> That's a and, lot. And then all the neighborhood for children. Who, <laughs> for somebody that has no children, that's really frightening. Right. That's so scary. Well, I, I, I am relationship coach now. I am career coach because they all call and say, how do I say this to my boss or manager? How do I do this? This relationship X, Y, and Z. <laughs> it's called life. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, how, what, what's, how do you reinvent yourself? And, and our CEOs who may need to pivot at some point, how, how do they reinvent yeah, themselves? And I have had to reinvent myself. I worked for a small company called Hewlett Packard for a number of years. and Tiny. Tiny company. <laughs> you know, I was with them right out of college. And uh, great time, great fun. But they went through some changes. Therefore, I was part of the change. Then I get into the corporate banking industry with a small company out of New York called Citibank. I was in the capital markets group. Well, you know what happened in 2010? The banking industry takes a change. Correct. <laughs> Once again, I'm a part of the change. Right. And you, now you say, oh, my gosh, what do I do now? So fortunately, you take your experiences, you take your relationships, and you work on them. And through that, I was able to end up with a job as a chamber. And quite truthfully, I didn't even know what a chamber was about. <laughs> so, but in order for the chamber to survive, we had to have income coming in. So now I had to go and take the relationship skills that I had once before and build relationships with companies now in this area that would invest in the community, invest in a chamber and work with them. And so that's what we've done. And yes, you do have to constantly just reevaluate your life, your skills, and what are my, what are my best skills? My passions. And, and, pa and honestly, this has been a great passion for me at this stage of my life. So, so, so Yini, if we look at an icon, um, I had the opportunity to meet Sheila Johnson, mm. the first billionaire before Oprah. And she's on her third act. You know, she went through a divorce. So if you think about my women, she went through a divorce that changed her life. And she was Johnson, 
you know, um, owner of BET. Mm. She now owns a basketball team in Baltimore. She, her third act is Salamander Resorts and Spas. So again, no matter how big or small we are, she reinvented and she's an icon. Mm. Great. As uh, we're closing, I would love to hear from both of you what's new and exciting at, at the Chamber and with Every Woman Works that you want our CEOs to know. With the Chamber, we, uh, we again, we have several companies moving into the area. Sandy Springs, I will brag just a little bit, has six Fortune 500 companies headquartered in Sandy Springs. We have another little brag point I'll have is 82% of all debit card, credit card transactions flow through Sandy Springs. And then, uh, and we're looking at other companies to come into this area. Sandy Springs is experiencing an economic boom right now um, with the growth of people coming in, uh, the companies coming in, and they want to be here. We have train stations, we have the interstate, we have the healthcare system to support it, and as well as education. So we're experiencing a Great, great time. So I'd love to have everybody come to Sandy Springs. <laughs> Stacy, well, We have something very exciting in the short term. I want everyone to come out to our annual fundraiser on October 21st, which is going to take place at the Concourse Athletic Club here in, in Sandy Springs. It is called Stars Dancing Gala. It's dancing to change lives. We have some of the weather channels, some of the network folks dancing um, for our mission. And we are out to raise as much money as we can so we can impact as many women throughout the state of Georgia, starting here in Sandy Springs. We're also located at the City of Refuge. We have two sites. Mm. So we're downtown Metro Atlanta. With Bruce. Yes. Mm. Yeah, with Pastor Deal. And we're one of the partners in their economic development. But we want everyone to come out October 21st to our fundraiser. And if you need information, contact me at Stacy Howell at everywomanworks.org. And um, we are selling tickets, tables. We want sponsors. And it's going to be a fun night of dance competition, like Dancing with the Stars. That's fun. Tom, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Or they, they can get in touch with the chamber? At Sandy Springs Perimeter Chamber. Dot org, or give us a call. We're also located at the uh, penthouse of the King Tower. Mm. So we have an oversight of all the going-ons in Sandy Springs. Now, get, I could never remember. Is that Concourse 6 or 5? I'm always like, which one is it? Well, they have nine buildings there. Yeah. We happen to be in six Concourse Okay, Parkway. so the King Building is, is six. six. Queen is, is which five. one? Okay, That's five. Okay. That's five. Has always confused me. All right. <laughs> Uh, that's a little bit of Atlanta trivia for those of you listening. <laughs> um, so you've been listening to CEO Exclusive Radio. I'm your host, Soyini Koch. We've been talking with Tom Haffrey, CEO of the Sandy Springs Chamber, Stacey Howell, CEO of Every Woman Works. It's been a great show. Uh, I'm your host, Soyini Koch, if I didn't say that already. I hope you have a prosperous, productive, and very profitable week. Thanks. This show is brought to you by Anona Enterprises, where strategy is your access to money and performance. Learn more at anonaenterprises.com.